Hello, welcome to Stump Death and Taxes. This is Meep, better known as Mary Pat Campbell. And today I'm talking taxes. Uh, this is about the student loan debt forgiveness, uh, whatever we're going to call it, announcement, executive order, whatever it is, emergency order. Any case, um, and this is related to taxes. I'm going to talk about a short-term effect and a long-term effect. Uh, everybody can talk about the politics. I don't want to talk about the politics because I don't have anything unique to talk about there just to do a public finance angle for this and taxes in particular, I'm going to just very high level. There is a principle P L E in taxes that if you have a debt and that debt is forgiven, not through bankruptcy. So if the principle P A L of that debt, is written off and is forgiven, that is considered income, taxable income, usually. That said, and I'm basing this off of information from the Tax Foundation, which has very good information on U.S. tax policy at the federal and state level, that under the American Rescue Plan Act, Forgiveness of student loan debt between the years 2021 and 2025 does not count toward federal taxable income. If your student loan debt, you know, $10,000 or $20,000, depending on what your situation is, um, you don't have to worry about that for your federal taxable income. And some states use federal taxable income as their starting point when they do their state income tax. So, ta-da, that's great. And then, of course, there are some states, such as Florida and Texas, that don't have state income taxes, so then you don't have to worry about it there. However... <laughs> <laughs> there are some problems. So when you have a situation where it's just declared under an emergency that, oh, by the way, we're just not without congressional action and definitely without state legislative action, we're just going to forgive some debt. Well, some states may see that as taxable income when you have some debt that is written off. There are some states that may tax that loan write-off. And it's, of course, it's just for the part that is, um, you know, that is forgiven. So I'm going to quote from the Tax Foundation. I'll link to this on the uh, notes for this podcast. So Arkansas, uh, this is a quote directly from the Tax Foundation. It's one of a handful of states which does not conform to the Internal Revenue Code in any significant way. Arkansas's tax code is silent on the treatment of student loan debt forgiveness and the ordinary rule 
that a discharge of indebtedness constitutes taxable income should prevail absent state action. Massachusetts. For most purposes, Massachusetts uses an individual income tax conformity date of January 1st, 2005. As such, the state does not conform to the new federal provision. Minnesota. Minnesota's conformity date is December 31st, 2018, which is well prior to ARPA. So that's the American Rescue, um, sorry, the American Rescue Plan Act. That's ARPA. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the state, Minnesota, currently lacks any other provision to exclude student loan debt cancellation from income. So again, most of these, they may have it in their state law that they're going to conform to Internal Revenue Code for defining taxable income, but it will be as of a certain date. And if the federal Internal Revenue Code changes, the state law has to change for it to conform again. And if they don't keep up, and some of these states have not, well, they're going to use their own definition. Um, I am not a tax lawyer, so there may be some specific details that you need to have looked into if you have this student loan and uh, debt forgiveness and you live in these particular states. Uh, so Arkansas, Massachusetts, Minnesota, no, there's more. Mississippi, it's another state which largely goes its own way in defining tax base. Mississippi retains the ordinary treatment of discharge debt and is in line to tax student loan debt forgiveness. North Carolina, although North Carolina conforms to a post-ARPA version of the Internal Revenue Code, its conformity statute contains an add-back which taxes student loan debt forgiveness despite the federal change. And then Wisconsin, with a conformity date of December 31st, 2020, Wisconsin is currently in line to tax student loan debt forgiveness. Now, of course, all of these states could have their legislatures uh, go in, change the law, and make sure that these student loan forgiveness are become tax exempt and make sure that you don't get taxed for the debt getting forgiven. And if you are in the situation where you have a student loan and you are qualified to get it forgiven, you probably should just get it discharged anyway. You will still, even if you have to pay some income tax on the amount forgiven, you, you're probably saving a lot of money anyway. So from a personal finance standpoint, so let's get away from public finance. Sometimes something that's a bad policy from a public finance point of view, and that's what I'm about to get into, the long-term issue. So from a short-term issue, if this, from a personal standpoint, you should take the money yeah, maybe you will have to deal with the taxes. And no, don't try to get cutesy about it. Don't try to avoid it. Also, don't try to have to pay more taxes than you have to. Um, but it does make it complicated. It's It sucks, you know. So the, the states currently where you do have to look, Arkansas, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Carolina, and Wisconsin, um, these may get, quote, fixed. There are other states. Um, uh, so other states, 
a lot of these other states, the tax officials have indicated there will be no tax on student loan debt discharge, despite ambiguity in state law. Um, it would be bad politics uh, for them to try to get you on it. Okay. What is amusing, of course, are the states that don't have any state income tax that you don't have to worry about it at all. But those tend to be Republican states. Uh, so the ones that tend to be the harshest for state income tax um, and what they're going to get you on, like where I live in New York State, you better believe they do not want to hit the people who are getting their debt forgiven. Okay, so that's the short-term tax issue. Let's think about the long-term public finance aspect of all of this. So throughout the pandemic, we've had a couple of bailouts that have absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic. So they, they bailed out the multi-employer pensions. Now we get this little bitty bailout. And by little bitty, I have seen estimates ranging from $200 billion to $1 trillion of the cost of the amount of money getting forgiven for these student loans. Um, I guess we'll find out how much it really costs. And it's being taken out of the hides of the bondholders. Obviously, it's going to go, it's just going to get added to the federal debt with everything else. So we have this increasing federal debt to cover these multi-employer pensions. So that's one bailout. You say, oh, the PPP loans. Well, we're going to put that to one side. That definitely directly had to do with the pandemic. Multi-employer pensions did not. We can talk about the state bailouts too. That maybe that somewhat had to do with the pandemic. I'm not talking about that. The multi-employer pension bailout that was in the, in ARPA has absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic. The student loan bailout we're talking about right now, that has nothing to do with the pandemic, <laughs> except for maybe secondary effects. Well, we do have some upcoming bailouts that various groups are going to want to see. Public pensions, some of those public pensions, which had gotten boosted with stock markets doing great, and then the stock markets not doing so great recently. Hmm. Well, uh, those are the public pensions. Then we have Medicare. We have Medicaid and we have social security and all of those Medicare and Medicaid. Well, I'm going to put those to one side because that's one particular thing, but social security, the trust fund is running cash negative, which, you know, we have been expecting for some time, but it's running cash negative. Now the trust fund will run out within a decade, essentially because the baby boomers, they're retired and uh, no, the pandemic didn't kill off enough of them. We don't need to go down that route. We've known this for some time. We have this $1 trillion <laughs> rinky-dink bailout and we still have yet this social security liability. And I really should uh, update my bailout graph that I did a couple years ago when they were looking at that, or maybe it was from one year ago when ARPA was uh, being, well, a year and a half, when ARPA was being passed. And there's not going to be a lot of money left to boost up. Where's the money going to come from? Well, guess what, student loan bailout people? 
um, they're going to be looking to you to be paying for Social Security. They're going to be looking to you to be paying for Medicare. So very well, they're bribing you with your own future money. You're going to be paying for the old folks. And the old folks will have said, well, we paid into these systems. Well, they were taxed, certainly when they were young, uh, to pay for the old folks who were around. But the baby boomers didn't have enough kids, unlike the old folks who are around when the baby boomers were young the my grandparents generation who gave birth to the boomers did have enough kids <laughs> my grandparents well my my paternal grandparents only had three kids Ugh, slack it on the job my maternal grandparents had six kids who lived to adulthood so you know still they were pikers compared to Stuart's <laughs> side of the family. Anyway, I don't need to go down. I'm not going to talk about his family. Um, they had a lot more kids on his side of the family. In any case, uh, you know, they demographically had plenty of children, not the boomers, but the older generations to pay demographically to support those older generations and they died younger well boomers are living longer they had fewer children and hey fewer children that includes me and gen x during the trough of the baby bust i was born not in the very bottom of that trough but getting close to it i was born in 1974 and they're going to be expecting us to be paying for that so you know it, it, they're giving out money now and running up the credit card bills now for relatively small debts. And I'm sorry, these college, these student loans are relatively small debts compared to what Social Security is being asked to cover. Because unlike the college debts, which was for a very short period of time, for a relatively small amount of money uh, over, you know, four to six years, perhaps, that people were borrowing, you are being asked to cover money that's going out that's going to be over, you know, 15, 20 years of a person's life. Now, it's not a lot of money per year for each individual, the average amount getting paid out just for Social Security. Not going to talk about Medicare today. But for Social Security is not a lot per person, but there's a lot of people. So the short term effects for individuals are probably going to be um, not going to be too bad with regards to taxes. I think in most states, they're not going to hit people. And even if you do have taxes, it probably won't be too bad, I assume. I don't know. Uh in the places that have high taxes, they generally are going to have the politics such that they want to make sure those getting the loan reduction won't get hit. The issue, of course, is going to be what are the long-term issues that we have to think about? Because yes, they're going to reduce it now, but most of these places with these high taxes, the reason they have these high taxes is they really do have these long-term high costs, such as the public pensions that need to be funded, that we have the Social Security 
that is going to run out of money in the trust fund and therefore taxes will need to be raised if they want to keep the the benefits at the levels that they're seeing now but there's a lot of different choices that can be made to do trade-offs but no one's talking about those trade-offs right now so that's my happy message for today on a taxing tuesday from stump death and taxes and uh Next week, we should be looking at some death. Uh, I like to mix it up. So, enjoy. Enjoy.